<clears throat> Alrighty. Hello and welcome to the 41st edition of the Two Black Tender Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm your host, Chris. And today, uh, today's episode is all about anime. So we got a group of uh, big anime fans with, with us here today. They're all uh, TikTokers. So, um, Chris, you want to introduce everybody and everybody? I guess we'll go through each person and you can... Favorite anime? Is that what you want to do today, maybe? Yeah, favorite, favorite anime in, instead of our typical okay. uh, first nerdy thing that you got into. Okay. And yeah, really happy about this panel because, you know, good friends, all well... Uh, informed and very uh, thought-provoking people when they talk about literally anything in any fandom. Um, and, you know, it's a good way to celebrate our fifth anniversary of, of making podcasts. So It is our know, fifth anniversary. Uh, I, you mentioned yeah. that. I was like, it hasn't been that long. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it has. My sister World, finished college man. in the same span. So I'm like, yeah, nope, makes sense. Yeah, so uh, we're going to start with B. Uh Tell us where we can find you, what content you make, and uh, what your favorite anime is. Um, well, yeah. Hi, I'm B. Um, you can find me at Bees underscore on everything. I keep it simple for everyone. Um, <laughs> oh, there's a motorcycle going by. Um, I don't know if you hear that. But anyway, um, yeah, um, the kind of content I do, um, I do a lot of cosplay, um, mainly for My Hero Academia. Now, I do a lot of Star Wars cosplay as well. Um, I'm revamping my Ahsoka, by the way. Anyway, um, and Star Wars Visions has me being like, I'm about to like get a sewing machine and make some cosplays because this is so cool. Um, so that's what I mainly do. And I do a lot of analysis videos for uh, My Hero Academia mainly. Um, uh, uh, and my favorite anime. Uh, okay, so there's the answer I give, pe- there, give people and then there's the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the two answers I give to people either is Fruits Basket or um, Yu Yu Hakusho. That's the, you know, appropriate answer. And then the real answer is um, sort of online abridged on YouTube okay. by Entertainment. One. Abridged. You have to add the part. Not the mm-hmm. actual one, the abridged version. I eat that anime up. That's my comfort anime. On <laughs> I love it. If, if you had a problem with Sword Art Online... Watch the abridged. It's if you like dark humor, it's ten times better. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, I can one hundred percent agree with that. Um, and it so I, I said favorite anime, but also favorite manga also works. Oh, because my favorite I have manga. two separate answers for that. Yeah, my favorite manga is doesn't have an anime adaptation. So if it had an anime adaptation, I'm sure it would win. My favorite manga is called Immortal Rain. It's like, I don't know if anyone's heard of it. It's like, I picked it up when I was in middle school one day. I absolutely love it. It's it's really short if anyone's interested in it. But yeah, that's my favorite manga. Right. Uh, next, we have Miss Eggie. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Miss Eggie. Uh, you can find me at Miss Eggie. It's either Miss Eggie dot like dot Eggie or Miss Eggie 28. I'm Miss Eggie on TikTok, Miss Eggie 28 on Twitter. It's where I spend most of my time. Um, and I'm sitting by my window. Can you guys hear traffic? No, only in your I mind. I can't hear anything. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. Cause it gets hot in my bedroom. So I'm just like, I need, I need air. Um, so, oh man, favorite. Okay. Well, my favorite manga of all time is Roni Kenshin. Hands down the goat. Nothing can top it. Nothing can touch it. Um, it is, that's a very important series to me. I absolutely adore it. Um, favorite 
anime. Um, you know, I'll, you know, I got DBZ on the mind because me and my husband will be watching <laughs> all of it right now. Um, all of it. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot, but it's been so, so fun for me. Um, so I've got DBZ on the mind right now. So that's definitely a highlight uh, for me when I was a kid and now as an adult. Um, I also, uh, if, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll throw DBZ a bone for nostalgia and for um, just the fact that it's probably it's that it's one of the most important pieces of fiction to come out of the 20th century i i mean i i know no one's gonna fight me on that here um in terms of influence uh but also uh i'll take i'll use that as my shonen pick for my shoujo pick i'll definitely pick uh oran high school host club it is oran is is some of the most legendary also a fantastic manga as well um definitely oran though for uh for shoujo it's uh it's incredible. It's the best. All right. And last but certainly not least, we have Pep. Two episodes in a row. Hey, <laughs> let's go. Uh, I am Pep, uh, Element7 on TikTok, underscore Element7 underscore. I have a YouTube channel. It's Element7. And you can find me on Twitter at Element7x. The 7 is spelled out. Um, I am all of these at the same time, a Star Wars lore master, a filthy casual, new to Star Wars, and a sequels defender. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that logistically plays out realistically, but hey, people call me all of those. And um, I'm, I'm trying to break into the anime TikTok um, because I've been a huge weeb for pretty much all of my life, as as long as I've been a Star Wars fan. And so... Uh, my favorite anime has to be this is historically my favorite anime is is uh, an anime called Zega Pain that no one knows about and that I cannot say anything about without giving away the crux of the anime. So on surface level, you're just seeing if you just Google Zega Pain, which is mega but with a Z, you just see a mech anime and you're like, oh. This is like a mediocre mech anime. It's going to be, you know, token, stuff like that. But there's there's stuff happening underneath that makes it my favorite and that you need to kind of watch it to understand. Um, and my favorite manga, it's a tie, really, because the longest-running manga that I've been reading is Dragon Ball. And then, the longest, and then the one that I really, really absolutely love that people is that people probably hate or give the most crap about is Bleach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Interesting. Yeah. I was going to put that too. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> it's definitely better in the manga. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Chris, you can go if you, you want to go next. Oh, yeah. So as far as Oh, favorite... wait, Pep, you want to say one more thing? Oh, sorry. I just wanted to co just make a just uh, just to make a comment about Eggie's uh, favorite anime. I would have thought it was Fruit Baskets. Um, I so I actually be you'll well, be only because to... I have I have a lot of continue watching fruits baskets. Here's the thing. <laughs> so B, you'll be very pleased to hear as well. Um, so fruits basket actually quick 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 side side note here. Fruits basket was one of the first manga I ever picked up. Um, it actually now that I think about it probably was the first one. Um, I started reading it when I was like 15 in high school. Um, it and it changed. 
it changed like you know when you read like your first manga and you feel like your third eye open and you're like <laughs> what <laughs> like yeah. what is this um it was one of the first manga i ever read and uh and i loved it loved it and i am just now watching the new the, the new anime i'm in the middle of season two right now and i'm loving it it all the memories are coming back and i, I think about your toru cosplay all the time because you were so cute and perfect and i'm like oh my god but it's um it's def- and it's a, i'm usually a sub person but i like the dub a lot i think the dub is really good for fruits mm-hmm. basket so i do i am enjoying it a lot thanks for the thanks for the call out pep Listen. Yeah, okay. that was my Listen. first manga too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. My friends oh. are talking. They're like, "What would it be like if a horse and a cow had a kid together?" And I was like, "Pardon?" I was like twelve, and I was like, "Excuse me, explain." And then they handed me this manga, and I'm like, "This does not explain what you just said." Yeah. yeah I and have then more that questions. Downhill from there. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris. Okay, yeah, so favorite anime is probably Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, only because one of the, I mean, a lot of times with anime specifically, either you get shows that never finish the manga, or you get stuff that's full of filler, and I feel like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, like, it's almost like a lightning on a bottle type deal, where they actually adapted, I mean, the thing is, they had an adaption before, where they never finished, where they didn't finish the story and did their own Anime ending, which some people like, some people hate, but with Brotherhood, they actually did, like, they finished the author's original vision, and, I don't know, really enjoyed it. Had a lot of good, like, philosophy and themes, likable cast of characters, and as far as manga, um, you know, it actually, like, uh, like what Pep said, I actually probably go with the Bleach manga. Bleach anime had a lot of filler, had a lot of issues, but the manga, I don't know, I started reading it in, like, middle school, and it hit me in, like, that emo phase, where everyone was like badass and had like magic swords and I don't know. <laughs> I follow I follow I was one of the few I'm not gonna say the few people, but I followed that manga until the end when it finished like right after I finished college. So it was like, okay, I'm done with my childhood. And now uh <laughs> it might be coming back. We got like a one shot a little while ago, so it looks like the creator's coming back, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, bleach uh for the manga. I, I only have one thing to say regarding Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Edward. Oh yeah, right. I knew that joke say, is overdone. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it's it's nothing but pain whenever I remember that. And as anybody that follows me on TikTok know, if I feel pain, I share it. Oh. In the form of painful edits. <laughs> right, B. That's like, it's so terrible. Like, I literally skip that episode every time I rewatch. I don't even, I don't watch it. Like, I refuse to. I just skipped episodes around it, like one before, that one, and one after. Just cleanse me of it. If you ever go to, like, anime conventions, people will put, like, one-it posters of, like, the girl and the dog. Like, it's just, it's... (laughs) That that joke didn't ran, the internet has ran that joke into the ground. But it is, it is a good joke. Yeah, looking forward to seeing that at Yumicon. Uh, um, so my uh, favorite anime is probably My Hero, solely for the fact that it would be One Piece, but I don't even watch the One Piece anime anymore. Nah. I just I just watched like the fights or like the parts from the <laughs> manga that I want to watch. <laughs> and because I I mean once I started reading the manga, well, when it was on Toonami, um, it ended around the Inaru arc. And it stopped like being broadcasted, 
So I only read the manga. And then when I was able, like, older and got, like, Funimation, and then I was like, oh, so there's more. Um, and, but at that point, I was like, I'm hooked on the manga. I'm not going to. I'll just watch the fight scenes on YouTube. Um, and for manga, hands down, like I said, will never be touched. Rurouni Kenshin. Uh, that that is is my favorite. I always do like an annual reread of like all twenty eight volumes. I loved it so much. I I passed it on to my niece. Um, it it is uh, been around for almost almost twenty years of my life. Whenever I'm going into my like um, voice impressions, it's that um, Kenshin stuff is the stuff that I like to like, especially in Japanese. Like the mm-hmm. most, like sono sagaboto, sono kizu. <laughs> Perfect. And also uh, the best live action adaptation movies of all time. We for, we for, we will have yes. to have an appendix where we where we talk about. I do like the Cimmerillion, and it's just going to be like <laughs> like the Rony Kenshin live action movies. I could talk about yeah. those forever. I actually have a question for everyone, um, if you don't mind, Chris. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> uh, does anybody have uh, a, an, a favorite anime in recent memory? Not something that's like your favorite of all time, but like just in the last oh, yeah. two years that you've seen that's like, oh, this is like the best I've seen in like the last two years. Oh, good question. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think, yeah. I'll go first. Yeah, (laughs) go first. I mean, I don't know if any of you have seen it, but I highly recommend it. It is called That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. I've heard that's good. It is really good. Seen the first season. Really good. Animation, Mm -hmm. sound design, story. If you like Found Family. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, For me, I I, so I'll I'll definitely give it to One Punch Man season two, uh, season one. Um, because I kind of went through a phase where like, I was like deep into like my weeb phase in high school. I graduated in 2008. Um, and then I kind of, then I really, I kind of, I didn't drop anime, but there really wasn't just anything that I was interested in at the time. And I went like headlong into American comics. Um, but eventually I found my way back to anime through the first season of One Punch Man. That is one of the greatest seasons of television I've ever seen. Nothing about one pun like Saitama as a character should work, but it does. Like it, like a character who can't lose or you know who like not that that should not work narratively, <laughs> but it does. And it's like it's it's some of the. But I recommend season one to everybody. I'm like you you don't understand. Like you don't know. Like it brought me back into the anime fandom, and I uh, never am still an avid watcher. I I, I love season one. I'm trying to think of when I started watching My Hero. But besides that, besides one major issue I have with it, the Fire Force anime. Oh, Fire Force is great. Yeah, Fire Force is good. It, yeah. That's on my list, for sure. Yeah. yeah besides the... Um, and Tokyo Revengers. There's a lot on my list. Oh, though. yeah. <laughs> besides the, what I what we call it, fan service yeah, in, the- in Fire Force. Which, fan service is pretty aggressive in Fire Force. <laughs> I don't know if you've read the manga, but they literally just revealed in like last week's chapter that that whole Lucky Letcher thing was was 
a ploy. It was it was her her doing it the entire time. Okay. And I'm just like What? <laughs> I was just like, you know what, you could have just like give her give her another kind of character development. Not that. Yeah. Yeah. I got hey, one. but Manetta's character development is on par with that. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. I got mine. I got a good one. Hunter x Hunter. I actually recently yeah. watched it like last year. It was good. It's never going to be finished, but you know, had a good time. <laughs> have you seen my video on why it's called Hunter x Hunter? I have not. I have not. Do you have your own theory as to why it's called Hunter x Hunter? Uh, besides them being hunters, which they don't really do a good job explaining what hunters actually do, yeah. <laughs> so, just just long story short, you know, the the story about is about going trying to find his father. Yeah, and he has to become a hunter to yeah. do that. His father is also a hunter. Is that is that? He's, he's a hunter, hunter. Oh, he's hunting a hunter. <laughs> really. Oh. <laughs> You're so disappointed. Okay, okay. All right. You can explain to me what Nin is in another episode. That's the real, oh, yeah. that's the real thing about that show. They never really it's like it's a thing and it's like okay, whatever. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, my brother literally watched it this summer cuz he was like he's like and then he was explaining it to me. He had the whiteboard out and I was like still don't get it. <laughs> and I'm like all right. It they do things and it works and it's it's fine. I don't have to understand. It's <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> I would say you know my unhealthy addiction to my hair academia. If you follow me on anything, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I would have to say Psyche K, um, mm-hmm. just because that represents like life as like a neurodivergent kid so well. Like his internal monologue is just perfectly explanation like explains like that experience um going through high school like that um so perfectly so perfectly and i just think it's camp it's hilarious it's just but like at times it's like really sweet and you're like why am i emotional about this pink-haired kid like what's happening or like even his friends you're just like this shouldn't make me feel things like it's supposed to be funny so i really love psyche k i love that show I've always seen that on on my Crunchyroll recommended, and for some reason, I don't I don't know anything about it. I've never like added it to my list, but now I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, so now we're we're gonna get into our four four main topics of of the day. Uh, the first one being Ruroni Kenshin. Uh, for those that don't know, Ruroni Kenshin uh, is a story surrounding. Uh, Kenshin Himura, who was a samurai during the and Pep, if I if I mispronounce things, please correct me. Uh, the Bakumatsu. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, uh, during the Meiji period in uh, Japan. So timeline wise, that's it. Like right after the Civil War, a few years after the Civil War in America. Um, and the series deals with um, his taking responsibility for the lives he took during the war um his atonement for those um for other characters it deals with taking responsibility and atoning for their past actions how to deal with legacy um and in this new burgeoning time of peace what it means to be a former warrior yeah 
Uh, I mean, if you've seen The Last Samurai, it's basically like the the sentiments of the old samurai moving into the restoration period. It's they don't know what to do with themselves. There's a lot of like resentment. There's a lot of consequences from being a a soldier in that war. So Kenshin is a is a really good story around that for sure. Yeah, and and for me, you know, people like always like to throw in the the you know. Uh, Zuko is like the pinnacle of like you know redemption and atonement. And I'm like no 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 no, it's Kenshin. <laughs> it is Kenshin Himura, without Absolutely. a doubt. Uh, yep. So yeah, so I'm gonna open the floor to you know uh, I know I don't know if you've seen it be uh, I know Chris hasn't but Pep and Eggy, you know tell us what you love about the show. There's always one right. Yeah, I, I watched it when I was a wee babe, and I have no recollection of the plot. I just vibed. I remember the vibes, and that's it. Because my my older sister watched it, and I was just like, I don't understand anything that's going on here. It's a little bit too deep for a uh, four year old. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so a prevailing theme in in pretty much ninety nine percent of anime is found family, simply because. You know, being otaku or like a nerd in Japan, you're automatically ostracized, and it's probably the same in in a lot of different cultures. So the just the the narrative in a lot of animes is being an outcast, a social outcast, and finding the people that accept you for who you are. And so, like this, even though it's like a an Edo period type of samurai story with a bunch of duels and fights with you know supernatural powers it it is a whole it is a found family um basically because he's wandering around bumps into kaoru and bumps into yaiko bumps into (laughs) (laughs) and they they become like a tight-knit group uh and then they share uh kaoru's dojo as like a home Mm -hmm. and from the beginning to the end, it's all about them just trying to protect each other and love each other. And I think that's the, the most, that's probably the best thing that I like about Rurouni Kenshin. Um, more so than the, the fights. The fights are amazing. The fights, fights are, are amazing. Are incredible. <laughs> incredible. Um, there's a lot of like violence that is um, physiologically impossible. Uh, and and we've discussed yes. this before um, casually with you know people's skulls being caved in across their face, which <laughs> I don't it's know. Fine. <laughs> it's medically, fine. Medically, I think I think medically, I'm not a doctor, but medically, I think that is dangerous. Shout out <laughs> and, to Kandryu. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and and it's that's kind of like the campiness of of Kenshin that I love too, is because he's like, oh, I will never kill, and he has a reverse blade, even though like. A dull edge doesn't mean it's not lethal, but you know, okay, we'll we'll go with that, I guess. Um, and and that's what I love about Kenshin. It's it's self aware in that fact, is for sure. Yeah, Kenshin is um. So for context, I actually am not a fan of the Kenshin anime. Um, I'm just wasn't, you know, and just I just didn't connect with it. It was because I read the manga first, and the manga is just very important to me. Um. And like I've I've told the story before, like but like I used to, I was reading it as it was being released in the United States. So every month I would go to the Barnes and Noble near my house at the time, like the first of the month, and I would go up to the desk and I would be like, "Hi, 
because it wouldn't be on the shelf and it wouldn't be on the shelf yet you know i feel like hi i'm here to can i get this and like this this woman eventually knew me by name she like knew what i wanted and she'd go in the back and she'd unbox it for me and bring out the volume that like whatever new volume it was and give it to me it was very very always such a special time and i love the series so so much Himura is um definitely my top three favorite protagonists of all time and pep nailed nailed it completely nailed it it's the found family aspect with you know with with again finding your path amidst so much change um Kenshin is such a special series because it's set in such a very um special time period for Japanese history and you have stories like Peacemaker which are actually from the Shinsengumi perspective, which are uh, from the op- the side that Kenshin opposes, um, that are trying to kind of preserve, you know, the old way. And Kenshin is basically on the side of, um, you know, progression and change. And it's like finding your path and your place in this new world. And it's just like, it's such a very interesting time in Japanese history. And I just, and Peacemaker is also a very good series. Um, but Kenshin is such a, is also such a, I was talking to my husband about this the other night because we were talking about like how some properties, like some anime, some manga don't translate well to live action because you just can't make it live action. Like it, it just, the aesthetic or like the energy behind it or the genre just doesn't translate well into just like live action actors and settings. But Kenshin exists in a very special place. It like exists in this like weird in-between space where it toes the line between realism and what the fuckery. Like it's like this, (laughs) because like these are people, they're humans. They're not like, they're not like super powered in the way you think when you approach like a shonen anime. Like they're all people, you know, and they, you know, like there's 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 never any specific point where they're like, oh, you're like this. No one's a Saiyan. No one's super powered. Everyone's just a person. But they pull off these incredible, ridiculous like stunts that are crazy. Like, like the concept of Shishiro as a villain is hilarious. Like. He's like he got burned and he's wrapped in bandages. So like a hundred percent of his body is burned, but he can still fight. Oh, and also he doesn't sweat, so he'll burst into flame if his blood temperature goes up. It's so stupid. But like yeah. you have that crazy stuff, but it's also like it's still so human in a way. And I think that it's a it's because it toes that line so well, you can translate it into live action much better. And um, it's just, I mean, my God, I mean, like, I, what I, you could, I could talk about <laughs> Kenshin forever, just forever and ever. It's, it's, um, it's such a, it, it's, because it, and it's, and it, Kenshin is such an interesting protagonist because he's not a traditional protagonist because it's almost kind of like you, when we meet him, all of his major, a lot of his major development has already happened. Like, because he's he's also very unique because he's like not a teenager like trying to find himself. He's not like a young warrior. Like he's kind of past his prime in a way. And he's already experienced so much of his development already and it's kind of like I I I I think I love this series so much more now as an as a grown adult as well because like he's like in his 30s just still trying to figure things out and taking these new experiences as they come to him and just trying to be a better person. It's a, he's a very interesting protagonist. It's a wonderful series. 
and this the secondary protagonists and the other side characters are all memorable in their own right you know uh sano yahiko megumi kaoru um the uh saito uh the villains you know shishio um uh my favorite aoshi yeah aoshi oh aoshi uh, is your favorite Nishi. yeah sojiro my boy sojiro <laughs> sojiro's an anti-hero um, he's the best but they, they and they all have such different philosophies and how they go about life and even you know it whether they're in the manga for a couple volumes or for a longer period of time they all have their own arcs that they go about it and yes. no matter how bad this person is Kenjin always wants to stop them but also give them a second chance he mourns the life loss of life of anybody yeah it's also like it also shakes up things uh in terms of what you know about atonement because if you're a Star Wars fan, you're you're used to them just dying. Yeah. <laughs> What's a moment um, in Star Wars? Yeah, but in this one, it's kind of like it was interesting to think about like what was holding him back. It, it was it was the fact that he didn't want to live. Like he was he was ready to die to protect them, but he should have wanted to live to protect them and to to protect those he loved. And that was an interesting kind of dichotomy between the two kind of ways you can atone for things or the ways that you can um, get stronger Mm. is the will to live versus like the acceptance of death. Mm. It's also emblematic of like, it's, it's like Kenshin puts the work in, like what makes his atonement and his redemption so impactful is that he works for it. Like he understands like, you know, you gotta live, man. I got. I have to like it. It's and it's never about making him feel better about himself. It's not his his service is never self-serving. It's always selfless. It's always I have to help these people, and people are like, "Why are you helping them?" He's like, "I don't know," because they asked me. They need help. Like this is what I can do. I can use my strength to help others. You know, and it just. Oh God, he's just like that's what I've I I for so many Star Wars characters who are like I'm redeemed. Eh, and they just die. I'm like, no, <laughs> live. Put that work in. Like, you gotta put the work in, man. Like, I want that for you. You know, it's um, it's uh, and you ha- and you have like the, all the tropes are there, right? Like Yahiko is the traditional um, shonen protagonist who we would probably follow in a different series. Like he's like the young, I'm gonna catch, I'm gonna chase your back, I'm gonna. I'm going to be as strong as you one day, right? So, like, Kenshin kind of exists as, like, a mentor character and as a hero, which is very unique, like, super unique. Um, And, you know, and then there's the fact that he's, like, I always appreciated, like, I, I, I kind of hold Kenshin in the same light aesthetically and physically like Luke Skywalker, because the reason why I connected so much to Luke Skywalker when I was a little girl was because Luke Skywalker was, like, not your traditional... He wasn't, ba- he wasn't like the heroes he was based on. He wasn't John Carter or Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon. He was this little skinny, like androgynous spaghetti boy, you know, and <laughs> I saw myself in him. I was like, oh, that's me. That's me. Like, I could be Luke Skywalker, you know, that androgyny, that femininity really pulled me in. And that was the same with Kenshin. Kenshin is super androgynous. That the long hair, I mean, hair goals, my God, like that, like, I don't know what conditioner he uses, but. 
his hair is like incredible, um, you know, and that lean androgynous feminine body, you know, and the, and it's like, even though he, he doesn't look like much, like this motherfucker's going to bury you in his backyard. Like you don't want to go up against this guy. He's looks can be deceiving. You know, he, how many times has Kenshin gone up against a big, like big muscled guy. And he's like, I'm about to end this man's whole career. Like, no dude, <laughs> like you got, Oh, you got a cannon for an arm. Oh, Ooh, and, they, and they make a, a point of pointing that out throughout the series where, you know, there'll be a bunch of people like, you know, they're like, oh, look at this, you know, like this slender man, like, oh, it's a woman. And then, yeah. you know, someone's like, wait, red hair, cross-shaped scar. I'm out. I'm out. I, I don't want no problems. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to just beat you up with my sheath. Like, I don't even need the sword, guys. Like, I'll just beat you to death with the sheath. Like, it's, oh, man, he's, um. If that wasn't how, like, enough, you could just go like this. And they're like, yep. oh, come on. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so reserved, right? He's such a reserved, like, he's not a showboater. He's very quiet. He's very, like, you know, very humble and, like, hello. Like, my best friend always says that I remind her of Kenshin because she's like, all he wants to do is be left alone and eat his food. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> his dungle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a quick little uh, suggestion for you, Chris. Maybe you can put in, like, a clip for for Sojiro doing his god step and then cut to you running like jumping into your yard and just falling on your face Sojiro <laughs> <laughs> man Sojiro video like, coming soon duh, Sojiro how god step looks in real life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that idea is copyrighted by the way anyone listening can uh can't copy it sorry Ooh. I have uh, I have a question. What mm-hmm. for for those of us who do who who uh, engage with the series a lot? Uh, what is your? Do you guys have a favorite duel? Uh, probably Okina and Aoshi. Very good. That's my number three. Damn. Um, my my first one is Sojiro and Kenshin the second time. The second time, okay. And my second one is the original Kenshin Aoshi duel. Yeah. Because that one also showed how smart Kenshin was in terms of battle prowess. Um, that, you know, it's not just the sword skills, it's also the mental aptitude in a fight. Very good choices. I think I think my favorite is Sojiro versus Kenshin the first time. Mm. Cause I, I kind of like it when Kenshin gets his ass kicked. Like, you know, like every once in a while, <laughs> like every once in a while, like, cause like when Kenshin, when you know, with like that realization hits him and he's like, oh no, like, I'm like, oh shit's real now. Um, I think, I think my second favorite is, um, Ayoshi and, uh, Kenshin when they fight in the library, when he's mm-hmm. working his way to, um, Shishiro. That's a great, great duel as well. Good choices, guys. Second favorite would have to be Yaiko versus the um, versus Bat Dude from Japan yes. Katana. No, that's not Hinya, is it? There's Hanya, I, and then there's also Hinya, isn't there? Yeah, I, f- I forget what his name was off the top of my head. I, I don't, but he that was a fun little duel. I was like, finally, Yaiko. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Bat Dude is literally like a dude that is like skinny as all get out. And he has like this flying contraption. And he throws dynamite to uplift the heat to uplift himself. See, this, that's where it gets fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I listened to Chris just now. I was like, that. 
It sounds a lot stupider than <laughs> so I was stupid. picturing it. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like anytime they like some whatever it's like Shishiro or Inishi or whoever's like, this is my crew. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. My favorite was like, I mean, the whole thing where they like the fact like I will never get over how <laughs> like they so like oh Karu's dead. That bled blew my mind when I was like when I was uh, reading it in high school and stuff and and then they're like oh she's not dead though it turns out <laughs> I can't there's a TikTok in my drafts where I'm just like this is so ridiculous and I'm so happy they did not put this in the live action movie like like oh one of Shishiro's ex cronies built like this doll that really looked like her and it fooled Megumi the doctor like I'm like no no like, there's so much ridiculous stuff in it that, like, bridges into, like, re- insanity. But it is just so, so fun. I mean, it's great. There was no plan. Yeah. There was no plan. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, what you reminded me about how, like, ridiculous the henchman can be, it reminds me of Dragon Ball Z, a bridge. He's like, all right, I got this. Uh, stupid one, pretty one, one with weird powers. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um. But yeah, so it, it's a wonderful series. I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, but, you know, if if you want uh, a series that really just covers atonement, redemption, found family, you know, and it is a nice, compact story, read the manga. The anime, at least for the first two seasons, is good. And then the third season, they were trying to do filler so that uh, uh, Nobuhiro Watsuki could, you know, finish the series or finish his next arc, and the filler was so uh, poorly received, it killed the series. <laughs> There's also a lot of OVAs. There's yeah. so many OVAs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, though, like, modern sensibilities, a lot, a lot of anime, especially shonen anime, and serialized, like, jump anime, are now doing, like, the seasonal approach. Mm. Yep. Like, Good. I don't. I don't care about if I don't have this the anime for like a couple of months. It's basically watching fillers. So if you just go on hiatus and develop the new season, do it. I don't care. Yeah, agreed. Chris, Which you remember uh, remember Naruto's fillers uh, back in the day before they did the time jump. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes filler can be okay, like when uh, Goku learned how to drive in Dragon Ball. <laughs> that was always, you know. Classic, but That's yeah, not I, the okay. seasonal approach is better. <laughs> it is. Uh, but I think that's an excellent transition to uh, uh, season serialized anime. Chris? You sure. Wanna... All right, so we're doing Attack on Titans and my time to shine? Your time to shine, my friend. All right, hey. okay. Um, I don't even know. Okay. Let me. I'm trying to think of a good way to describe the premise of Attack on Titan. So Attack on Titan takes place in this alternative world where we're told the last remnants of humanity, they live in like these walls. And the walls are there to protect them from these creatures called Titans. These Titans essentially are like gigantic humanoid monsters with creepy faces that eat people. First episode, um, Titan eats the main character's mom. And uh, essentially, he vows, like, revenge on destroying all of them. And essentially, the show kind of starts as, like, 
human humanity fighting against like the titans like you assume that okay well they've got to find a way to beat the titans and beat the titans leaders to you know in order in order to like escape the walls they're in and find like freedom and then eventually as the show goes on you learn that there are human elements behind the titans and all is not what it seems um and then essentially it becomes a war show essentially between the humans that are inside the walls and humans that are actually outside of the walls that originally at the, at the beginning of the show you don't uh, you don't really know about and i mean i enjoy it because um it has a lot of twi- it has really good action i thought the idea of the titans especially at the time was very innovative like when the show first came out like the anime community was like what is this cuz it it had a similar vibe to like a zombie apocalypse type deal but it was something very different, unique. And I mean, we'll, we'll do some light spoilers. I mean, the main character pretty much dies in like, Chris, was it like the fifth or sixth episode? It was early, wasn't it? It was the fourth, I mm-hmm. think, where the main character yeah. gets eaten and you're like, wait, what's happening? And um, as the show, I feel like the show did a really good job of like setting up mysteries and actually doing a good payoff to most of them because like I grew up with like shows like Lost that gave you like a million <laughs> questions and then answered like half of them and then it's like alright figure it out and I feel like at the end of Attack on Titan some people didn't like the ending but at, at the very least I was like okay alright everything makes sense the uh, questions are answered um, so I know Chris is the only one on the panel that's actually seen it um, did you have any thoughts or memorable things about it I don't want to just dominate and rant the whole time <laughs> Uh, I, I'm just gonna say, if you do choose to watch it, don't have a main character, or don't have a favorite character. I mean, don't it, treat it like <laughs> Game of Thrones in that regard. Yeah. Anybody is liable to die at any point in any gruesome fashion. Die or be injured. There's quite a lot of like another thing about Attack on Titan is like when people get hurt, like for the most part they stay hurt. Like you lose an eye, like that's it. There's no, there's no sensu beans. There's no, no magic. Um, you know, they're, they're not going to pull a Felicity and Arrow where they get shot at the midpoint of the season. They're in a wheelchair and then they get a magical chip and they can walk again. No, no, no injuries in that show are permanent. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I would, I, I say that one thing I liked about it is that even though like, yeah, a lot of characters do die. I felt like the characters in the show are very strong. And I think if you actually, if you pay attention to the fandom, especially, like, on TikTok and places like that, a lot of, like, the fandom is very, like, character-based. Like, there's definitely a favorite character that, like, everybody has or everyone relates to. And um, that's something I really enjoyed about it. So, I, Chris, I'll ask you, did you have a favorite character from the show? Uh, Probably uh, Levi or Mikasa. Yeah. Uh, Levi and then Hanji. <laughs> I'll go with Hanji. Hanji was cool. Girl. Yeah, Hanji was cool. <laughs> Is it Sasha? Yeah, yeah. Part of me was, was. Not that sense. That hurt me. I'm not like I don't want. Like again, I don't watch the show. I didn't say was. That hurt. All right, I'm sad now. Now we watch. (laughs) Hanji has has a great energy from like her introduction. I was like, oh, I like you. You're crazy, but you're the good kind of crazy. You're the fun kind of crazy. Yeah, they kind of have like a like a mad scientist vibe going. Mm-hmm. She, I think she was the only one. Now, 
I might get crucified for admitting this, but I actually liked the like portions of the live action that they did. And I think her character was done really well in live action. Um, I like the actress that played her too. <laughs> I haven't seen the live action yet, so. Actually, but then again, the I just re binged it again like a month ago. Just for me, buddy, right? <laughs> yeah, just to prepare. Because you would not let me live it down if, you know, the final half of the season came and you're just like, have you watched it yet? Nope. Well, I was watching the, the first half of the final season came out like this winter, spring, and I was the only one I knew that was. I, if people were watching it online, like the fandom was hype, but none of my like. And my anime friends were watching at the time. I was just like, "Grass." <laughs> That's always hard when you're like hype, 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 hyping on a show, and like everyone else is like, "Great." They're like, "No, but someone please!" Like, yeah, that, it's, it's that hard. was like me with Kenshin until I, I I gave them to my nieces, and she was so slowly reading, and then I would get a phone call from my brother's uh, phone, and she'd be like, "Wait, wait, what happened?" And I was just like. Yeah. I was like that gif of uh, Midoriya in the chair with his mom. <laughs> I use that I use that gif all the time, even when people who like don't know where it's from. It's like, oh, we're going out tonight, yeah, and I'll just send that. <laughs> um, one of those, and then then I found what? Pep and Eggy, and I just you know uh, I didn't know the I knew the live action movies existed, but I never had a chance to watch them. And then we did the watch party, and I was just like. This is my favorite thing ever. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, then, like, I was able to talk to Eggie about it, and I was just like, someone who gets it. Chris, <laughs> it's it's so crazy that you say that, because I was the same exact way. Like, my best friend is also a huge fan, but I never, that was it. Like, I didn't really talk to anybody about it or anything, like, any other, anyone, anyone else, and... I came out here and I and Pep was like, "Oh, I love it," and I'm like, "What?" And then you were like, "Oh my god, I love it!" I'm like, "Wait, really?" Like it's like it's like it's so it's so exciting. But it but B actually, I'm really curious to ask. Like, so what about like why are you like a passion? Like, what about the Attack on Titan? Like, um, kind of extended sort of fandom and the content that comes out of it kind of drew you in. Like, what do you really like about it? I'm curious. Well, I first saw on like Tumblr all these years ago, um, in, like Tumblr. high school or whatever, um, like fan art and things like that. And I was like, fan art is usually how I get into a show. Like, if if a show has good, um, uh, like a, a strong fandom, like I'm immediately attracted to that. Cause, like, I like enjoying things that other people enjoy. Like, I like talking about them. Um, yeah, and I, I saw, like, fan art of Levi, and I'm like, I guess I'll watch or whatever. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I just think it's, like, I love when a fandom has fun with the characters. I think that's also why I love the My Hero Academia fandom, despite all of its faults. Um, like, a fandom that, like, has, like, lots of, like, headcanons and, like, creative people who are like invested in the characters and like to hell with can like canon's there if you're interested in that sort of thing but like just like engaging with other people with these characters and like our own interpretation i really i really vibe with that and like the fanfic is really good like why would i even bother watching the anime when like that's all right there you know like um so yeah i think that's what really attracts me about the fandom it's always been like 
y'all have fun. Like, I want to be part of that. I'm not watching the show, but I want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. I feel like you need the fan fiction to cope with this. I was going to say that. I'm like, yeah, Attack on Titan, you almost need the fan fiction. Like, none of your ships are going to happen because half the main cast is dead. You know, it's just (laughs) not. Yeah. That show, it it needs a a healthy fandom for sure. Yeah. I will say, though, this is the one show that I liked where I never liked the main protagonist. Interesting. From the main like protagonist, yeah. Episode, he, I was like, nah, nah, he, he's got to go. Nah, he's crazy. <laughs> no, the, no, See, Aaron, Aaron the is crazy. Thing. Like, it is what it is. I mean, he's... he's and he he's, gets worse. He gets worse, yep. He, uh, Chris, have you seen the memes of him with the, uh, the Hotep hat? Yes. <laughs> it's oh true. Oh, my God. It, so, it's true. So, essentially, all right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do this, like, light spoilers. So there's essentially... A lot of Attack on Titan is like a revenge story with the main character. And essentially, like, they do a time jump and they do this thing where, like, you're introduced to, like, a completely different cast of characters in another country. And then, like, the original main character, like, Aaron, he ends up being there in hiding. And he essentially, like, confronts one of the antagonists at the time and just, like, transforms out of nowhere and kills everybody. And it was, like, it was... It was very satisfying to watch because you know, like, it's essentially, like, the main characters have been, like, oppressed. So, people from, like, oppressed groups, like, seeing that scene, like, identify with it. Because it's like, yeah, get them. So, aka, you had Aaron with the other uh, whole tap out hat on. And it was, uh, it was pretty funny, Chris, I thought. Aaron is Killmonger. Anyway, you know, I really, I feel like that's another reason why, like, when I hear things about that, cause, like, again, I, I am aware of, like, the plot, like, the main plot. I don't know, like, specifics of what happened. But, like, in stories like that with the press group, they always, like, make, like, one character, like, the hyper-violent one, and then, like, to, like, condemn, like, violent revolution. Um, and they always make it that way, like, in everything. Like, the, the character that you should be rooting for ends up being, like, villainous for some reason uh like i i i was cool with his motivations and his getting his revenge it was like kind of his personality that was just messed up he seemed more like a brat than anything else but (laughs) Mm. it was the ending that i'm just like you gotta go you are something else because <laughs> it's, it's just this one thing that he does is like I don't care who you're trying to get revenge on you never do that mm. especially if this person figure in your life is good to you you never do that oh I know what you're talking about yeah, 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 what do you do to Mikasa oh yeah, 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 yeah Chris, I'm not talking. even referring to Mikasa. He did. A, he put Mikasa through a lot, but it, he put everybody. I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for Pep. I don't want to. All spoil right. It either. <laughs> yeah, he, uh... All right. It's, so. it, it's interesting because, like, actually, it's funny that you say that because one of the reasons why I couldn't get into Attack Attack on Titan was number one, I, I, I watched the first season and I was like, okay, it's not for me. Like doesn't mean it's a bad show doesn't mean it's like not it's just not for me um and part of the reason was because i didn't if i don't like the trio can't mm. get into it like That's if right. i can't connect with the trio i can't get into it it was the one of the reasons why i could never i okay to be fair i watched like the first 80 episodes of naruto like i put time in on naruto okay i put time in i i gave it time i gave it room to breathe i gave it some rope um and i just could not 
connect to the main trio. Doesn't again now Naruto is a is a series that I have nothing but all the respect in the world for. Like I have friends that are a little bit younger than me that like they grew up with that show. Like they like aged with the characters. Like that's a very special show to them. And I have nothing but all the respect in the world towards Naruto and, and, and the anime and the manga. Just not just not for me. But like with but with Attack and Titan, it's like so Aaron's like okay like all right so you like scream a lot. You're like that protagonist boy okay mm-hmm. and i'm like and then armin like is like the passive one i'm like okay fine and then like we got to mikasa and i was like i i have trouble with like like i feel like like whenever it's like it i'm the i'm the girl like okay <laughs> you know like and she like didn't talk and i'm like all right, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like one of the things that I've been so pleasantly surprised with Jujutsu Kaisen is <laughs> Pep is that so like you meet and I don't know anyone's names. Please forgive me. I'm on episode ten, <laughs> but like you meet like serious boy with the spiky black hair. I'm like, great, right, you're the self serious one. Okay, cool. Then you have protagonist boy who's like really like excited and positive. He's got like some Deku energy. I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like. And, and they're like, oh, you're going to meet the third member of your team. I'm like, yeah, okay, where's the girl? All right, where's the boring girl that gets no character writing? Here we go. And they bring her in, and I'm like, hey, I you actually her. have a character. Like, you actually have character writing. Like, yeah. I'm impressed. So um, I definitely was – that was when the show hooked me. I was like, okay. Like, okay, Jujutsu Kaisen, I'm with you. I'm with you in the long haul, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, Mikasa, like, I was like, eh. I, I no. always felt Mikasa <laughs> should have been the main character. Mm. I felt like she was far more interesting than mm-hmm. Aaron ever would have been. Yeah. Okay. Um, one, it felt like her personality was badass and simps for Aaron. I don't know if she moves past that, um, but uh, that's the um, vibe I got. <laughs> it felt like for me, like simped for Aaron, but also didn't simp for Aaron at the same time. It was always just sort of like this weird. God, I really don't want to give the ending away. You guys are killing me here. <laughs> I'm I'm a text uh, or be I'm gonna send you on Discord what 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 Aaron did. All right. Tell 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 her how yeah tell him how it ends. Tell him how it ends. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, okay. I I you can send it to me as well. I I don't I don't intend to watch the show. I mean I mean Pep, I I don't want to spoil it for you because I, I know you're waiting right now. Pep is like, <laughs> is oh, there any no. way I can deafen myself so that you can? Uh, no, I don't please, don't, I, you, we don't have to do all, all right, that. I'll, but like, I'll, I'll mute myself and then lower my volume. And you just then can't you listen can, to the episode ever. Yeah, just, just give me a give, thumbs up when you're done. All right. Okay, give me a thumbs up when you can't hear anything. I'm sorry. Okay, Aaron right, dies. Right. I'm curious. I'm, Aaron I'm dies. Curious. Hold on, hold on, kills hold on. him at the end. She kills him. So you know, hey, she has to. She kills him because she loves him, but she kills him at the end. <laughs> and, and she she kills him because he, so essentially, because of his power, he can see both the past and the future of anybody that had that direct power. Yeah, there's time So he can see, stuff. yeah, so he can see all of it. So what really made me was like, he has to go, <laughs> is that he directly and on purpose caused the death of his mother because he knew it would set uh, the chain of events that would lead him to that uh, point. I was like, knows. nah. I was like, nah, you don't kill moms. You, you, you don't kill moms. <laughs> okay. That seems like 
It, right. uh, that ending was a trip. It was it was a fun ride. You know That's... what though? I give I give credit. I give credit though that be, that Mikasa like. You know, because it's like you know, and I, and I and B, I I know you definitely understand this too. There is that um, when it comes to like female characters or femme presenting characters, what have you. There's a lot of that like dark phoenix shit where it's like the man kills like the woman. You've become too powerful. I have yeah. to kill you, Jean Grey. Like I mm-hmm. love you though. Like mm. so, you know what? I give I give him credit for flipping it for giving no. her like that agency. No, oh, she yeah, kills cause... him and then uh, marries a rich dude. I think. Right? Good yes. for her. Does she marry yeah. Jean? I think it's implied. I'm pretty sure she yeah. marries Jean. So you and know, Aaron hey. just put Aaron gave her two choices: either let me wipe out humanity, or you kill me. And right. he knew that she was going to kill him because the the whole purpose of it was to make her and Armin be like the heroes that the world needs to lead them into a better future. Yeah, I, you or guys he ever, wipes out all of humans. Oh, interesting. You well, I'm Cole, glad you, I'm. You ever, you ever watch Code Geass back Same. in the day? It was like a show about robots, a guy who could like control yeah. people. It was like that same ending where the main character is like, I'm going to be the villain that everyone hates, so everyone unites against me, and then they'll be friends after. That's pretty much what he did. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I think, I think we're done. All right. Bring him back You can come back. All right. You can come back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was just reacting to everyone's faces. <laughs> you guys are having an awesome conversation. Right here. All right, we can. Uh, uh, Chris, you want to move on to my hero? Yeah. You, you oh, real quick, real too. quick. Oh yeah. Uh, there's my favorite way to describe Attack on Titan to somebody who asks me what it's about. I say the stakes are real. Yeah. So are the potatoes. Pretty much. <laughs> I like that. And yet- <laughs> Oh my also, God. I'll say the uh, anime does have a really good soundtrack. Like every one of those openings, they know what they're doing, and they've all been mm. memed. It's a good time. TikTok audio was there for a while. My, but, my yeah. favorite openings are are still the uh, the Kenshin ones. Um, I know the the Rurouni Kenshin opening, or at least the original opening, in both English and in Japanese. Are you talking about Sabakasu or Fourth Avenue Cafe? Which one? I don't Which know. Which one's your names. favorite? It's, oh. it's it's the first the one that okay. runs through yeah. the first half of the anime. So like I said, okay. Yeah. Speaking of anime openings, manga readers, how do we feel about the current anime opening of uh, My Hero Academia where it slides? It, it grew me. Uh it took me I don't know, I I didn't I liked it after hearing it twenty times, you know? I kinda skip it. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just like saying, like, it's all right, it's okay. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Don't lie to Don't me. Don't lie. <laughs> Everything is terrible. <laughs> I, I'm not caught up in the My Hero, uh, My Hero anime, but it's totally fine, guys. Like, just go mm-hmm. for it. Like, don't worry about spoilers or anything like that. I'll get there eventually. Yeah, Midoriya like, dies. There's... No, he doesn't. It's not that kind of show. It's, it's, it's like them saying, you know, it's all right, it's okay. It's like Dave Filoni is saying, you know, Star Wars yeah. is supposed to be an uplifting feeling. I'm like, I'm sorry. How many people have you put yeah. through tragedy and made us cry? It's like, are you pain. serious right now? This is pain all the time. What are these series, if not pain, persevering? But I also think the funny, I think it's funny that the lyrics in the song are like, it's all right. And then reading the manga, it's like, eh, not really. Not right now. I've been going through it this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've been going through it since 
last October, um, when that scene with uh, Mr. Bakugokatsuki and um, Deku happened, and I was like, I've been going through it since last October, and I've been not okay ever since. <laughs> like, every time a new, um, for I think, like, for, like, the first, like, five six months of this year every time a new chapter of the my hero manga came out like either i'm hitting b up on discord or b has made a video and i'm just like yo, yo. <laughs> there was like one month of the manga this year where it was just like let's traumatize the todoroki family like for a month straight like every chapter was just traumatizing the todoroki family <laughs> in brand new and creative ways and i'm like Shoto, I love Shoto, but like he wasn't my favorite until like those like one of my favorites until those chapters, and I'm like, why is this happening right now? Oh my goodness, it's he though. is my favorite. So I was just like, yeah, yeah. you know what? I so started are... My Hero Academia because I thought he was the main character, and then I was like, who is this green-headed motherfucker? And then, <laughs> I, and then I saw Bakugo, and I'm like, forget those two. Who's yeah. this? <laughs> Who's this rage bean? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know you 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 love Bakugo B, like you love a Bakugo cosplayer too. Anyway, um, Chris, so Chris, you, you want to explain what Attack on the... I mean, sorry, what my hero is? Okay, so my hero Academia. Remember that movie, uh, Sky High, that uh, directed DVD Disney movie. <laughs> Pretty much that, but anime form. So essentially, it's superhero high school, uh, main character. They exist in a world where the good majority of society has super superpowers for the most part. And the main character wants to be a superhero, doesn't have powers, but um, essentially, he's like a fanboy to his character called All Might. All Might is like a Superman-esque hero. He's like the greatest hero in the world. He's, you know, essentially like he's got... You know, He's got a lot of your basic Superman powers, right? He's, like, super strong, invincible, can, like, leap tall buildings, that kind of thing. And essentially, you find out that All Might, his powers are essentially, like, destroying his body. And he's got to give them to a successor. And he gives them to Midoriya, who doesn't have any powers himself. And the whole show is essentially about Midoriya, like, becoming a hero. And he goes to, like, a hero school, has a bunch of friends, has teachers... They fight a bunch of villains, that kind of deal, and yeah, it uh, it on its on the surface, you would I feel like if you're like watching a lot of the Marvel stuff and that kind of thing, you'd be like, do I really want to watch another superhero thing? But this show has like a, it has like a charm to it that's I feel like this unlike pretty much any other superhero thing like out there. So yeah, I guess yeah. we could just go on everybody's thoughts. Yeah, I, I want to know works. what everyone's favorite character is. Shoto Todoroki. Todoroki's great. <sighs> B, go for it. I want. I want I mean, the Bakugo. I think one. we. <laughs> I want you know, you know, literally, my name on TikTok is Kachan Whisper. Um, I love him so much. Um, yeah, that's he's definitely my favorite. He's grown I, on he, me. Yeah. Huh? I said he's grown on me over the years. Yeah. You know, I think that's, I've made a video about this, but like, I usually, like, I literally liked him as soon as he opened his mouth. I'm like, who's talking right now? Who's talking? As soon as he starts speaking, I'm like, who is this? Little asshole. I'm in love immediately. <laughs> I, I really love characters like that. Because as soon as he starts speaking, I'm like, okay, there's a story here. There's a reason why he's acting like this. Because no one just acts like that, especially as someone who works in education and sees kids like that all the time. And there's always there's always a reason, there's always an explanation. And I was really interested in learning what that reason was. So yeah, he's my favorite. 
Yeah, I, I disliked Bakugo until I've had extended, extended conversations with V about it. Now I'm neutral. I respect the character. Just neutral. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> yeah, ba Bakugo kind of puzzled me for the first because Eric, because like, so like my hero for a while for the first like two seasons was really special for us because it was basically our Saturday morning cartoon for me and my husband. Like we would. It was just like so cute. Like we would wake up, you'd be like, "Hey, new my hero," and we'd sit, we have like our coffee, and we'd watch it together. Um, and for a while, I was like, "Bakugo, like, is like you should kill yourself." And I was like, "Okay, bro, you're coming in a little hot right now. Uh, you got a lot of energy." But I was like, "Well, let's wait. Like, let's like." There's clearly I similar B. I was like, "There's something going on with this," um, and we never quite. I, I'm in, we, we stopped, we're in the middle of whatever, I don't even know what season it is, is it, but the little girl with the horn, is that three or four? Three, that's um, four. Three? Four, that's four. Four. Four? Oh, yeah. Okay. Precious yeah, little and, cinnamon bun. Yeah, well, we're making our way slowly through that one. Um, I have my qualms with it, like, we kind of stopped because I was like, eh, but like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But I was like, but I really like, like, now that Bakugo kind of has like, sort of like, he's like, evened out a bit, like... I mean, like he's he's fantastic. Like he's he's a very good choice. Pep, what about um, you? I'd have to say Ochako, but also there's like another answer because because I've been told by numerous people that if I ever taught a Star Wars class, I would have the teaching style of Snape and Eraserhead. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> uh, Eraserhead and Ochako sometimes Froppy too. Oh, I love Sue. I, I, if someone doesn't like Sue, I, I I can't trust them as a person. I don't trust them. Hmm. Do you know, there's it's Sue aunties in the fandom. There's people who actively don't, don't like, like Sue. Sue. Like mm -hmm. it's one and thing if you of, don't like her powers, but she is just such a wholesome. They don't like her because person. they she didn't go after Bakugo. Like she actively was one of the people who was voiced about not going after Bakugo. So people don't horrible. like her, even though she was literally saying that's illegal. Like, <laughs> like that's literally all she was saying. <laughs> you can't do that. Like, <laughs> and then legal. when they all came back, she's just broken and yeah. crying, and she's like, "I let you all down," and I'm like, "No, yeah. you didn't." They, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like she has a family to worry about. Like she's one of the very few class um, who literally she like the reason why she became a hero was to take care of her very large family, and she's lower income that's literally a motivation she can't be going risking her hero career for this kid who's rude to her most of the time like <laughs> what <laughs> i love bakugo but let's be realistic here <laughs> Tok yeah. uh tokoyami dark shadow is mm -hmm. my favorite i love dark <laughs> like every time he shows up like my eric and i are like that is our son like if we had a child that is our child like i want i want him to be my child like he is so i one of, my, I, I, one of my favorite moments of all time is when they're doing like the dorm room episode and they all go in his room and Deku's like, you have a sword? He's like, get out of my room. I'm like, <laughs> I this kid. Like, I love him so much. I was this kid. Like, he's, uh, he's definitely, um, he's definitely up there. And I, there was someone else who, oh, and uh, Dobby. Dobby is my husband. Dobby. Dobby is yeah, a daddy. I'm a lot more Dobby fans and Dobby simps uh, uh, creep out. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a Dobby do... simp, but like I love his character. He gets better. He gets so much like like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, no spoilers on that front, but mm -hmm. he's 
fucking fantastic. I, I do wish uh, Victoria was here because Victoria started experimenting <laughs> with the Dobby cosplay. But I think also, she has a great Shigaraki too, though. Yeah, just listening, but listening to to Victoria talk about Shigaraki is just like next Li- level analysis. Like the love for the character is just so. Listening to Victoria talk. That too. <laughs> Period. Like about anything she loves, just like is like is is an is an otherworldly experience, and I mean that in the best way possible. I saw her Dobby video, and I was like, I was like, kicks and door. I'm like, I'm here, and I'm ready. Like, let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that and that's I think another thing that sets my hero apart is that a lot of the villains that we see are ever present throughout the series once they get introduced. And they are so well-developed. They get their own arcs throughout it. And you feel for these villains. And you understand their motivations. And, you know, um, you like what the arc in, in season five is technically called, like, My Villain Academia. Academia. Mm-hmm. So, because it, it's focused on the villains. And you don't get a lot of that in a lot of uh, productions just in general. Um, in in anything, comic books, movies, superheroes, action films, what have you, anything that's extended, I and like, I think that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. The world that Horikoshi has built. Chris, I, one, thing guys- I add, one thing I want to add to that too is that like you actually get to see the villains like like struggle and try to figure out exactly what they want to do because like the whole the like. I so I want to. I'm not. I'm not going to rant on the anime too much. But like, one, they cut out a part in the manga where there, there's essentially a part you get with the villains where like they're essentially broke. Uh, they're one of the one of the henchmen. Uh, Spinner. He's a lizard guy, right? He's like mm-hmm. low key. Oh, yeah. Like, mm, do I even want to like rock with these guys anymore? What's Shigaraki doing? What? How are we going to deal with this? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And you actually. You get to see the villains kind of struggle and then slowly figure out like, oh, we can use this. Well, let's do this. And I feel like that is definitely something you don't see in a lot of shows, especially Shonen. Because usually the villains are always presented as like this, you know, unstoppable evil force. And how, what are the heroes going to do? But you, you actually get to see the villains kind of rise up as well. So I thought that, mm-hmm. was, a, that was a good thing. And it's I like so twice. unique. Yeah. Oh, twice. Yeah, twice is that's awesome. My, that's I, my favorite character, I think, actually. I thought choice. we were talking about K-pop for a second. It's like, I like twice, too. <laughs> I, I love twice band. so much. Twi- so twi- much. I'm, I'm gonna... That, there's tragic. also, like, if you Anime don't like... Deadpool. I was like, if you don't like twice as a character, I also don't trust you. Or I, I severely question you. your judgment. Twice is a fantastic character. Yeah. Well, that big spoiler when people choose like when people are like a certain character was in the right and the situation is gonna happen in the next season i'm like i mean it's a complicated situation but like <laughs> i don't trust you if you're like mm. and i'm like mm, excuse me <laughs> no, because it's weird red to flag. see a villain be so gung-ho about protecting their friends yeah. Yes. Like it's, it's one so thing to see a hero cute. turn into a villain because they they crossed the line and wanted to protect their friends, but this is a villain, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for as society deems a bad person who is ready to risk everything to protect his friends that are also villains. Like yeah. that's that's yeah. that's very compelling it's storytelling. Very compelling. Yeah, the, you never... the scene between the scene between him and uh Himiko um when, you know, in in the city. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm speaking ambiguously here for for Eggie's sake. Yeah, that, that scene is. <laughs> no, like, don't hold back, guys. I'm not. No, no, no. I mean, like, I'm no, not no, holding it's, back. It's, I'm just like, no. I'm just withholding details. <laughs> okay. You yeah, also need concepts. to experience that for yourself yeah. without yeah. knowing anything because it's a, that scene it's is very powerful. Yeah. It's wow. you don't get like it's it's my hero is such a special series because you you guys are totally right. You don't. It's so rare in shonen to get any type of villain interaction in general villains really are this very stagnant kind of they exist by themselves and then they get defeated and then it's like okay uh here's the next villain okay here's the next villain they don't bleed into each other very often that's not common in in at least in the shonen that i have a lot of experience with i mean they, they do it a lot like like i read most of the comics that i read are batman comics they do it all very often batman you get those villain factions bleeding into each other working together fighting against each other and it's just like seeing that in the manga seeing all these all these villains kind of interact with each other is delightful and so unique and so cool yeah I feel like that's something that you lose in the anime a little bit with the manga. Like with My Villain Academia, you get a lot more of their like daily, like, I guess, interaction. Oh, obsessed with that. Yeah. You get more of their personality as individuals and their quirkiness and things like that. And they kind of, that's not present in the um, anime, but I'm not going to knock the anime um, because it's an adaptation and an adaptation is not going, an adaptation is an adaptation the manga is the manga. And I think people need to recognize that, like, sometimes, like, it's, they're going to change some things around, some things are going to get left out because they're two different medias. Um, would people have sat there um, and watched them uh, having, like, just hanging out? Yes. Who knows? Because the, yes. in the manga, <laughs> well, in the manga, when that, when that, when those chapters were coming out, the, the manga didn't do well during those times. So they're probably basing off of that. Like when My Villain Academia was coming out, their sales dropped because people were like, they were like for like pretty much for like half a year, you didn't see the main protagonist basically in Shonen mm. and Jump. So like that was a bold move to make, especially if you're the the manga that's sort of like carrying this magazine. <laughs> like for six months, you don't see their protagonist, the main protagonist, which was Walsy. So I feel like I understand why they cut out some things because they're probably afraid of the same thing happening, like that drop off in viewership. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that happened here, but I think it, you know, I think they made the right decision in switching around the Endeavor Agency arc and the My Villain Academia arc because if they got the My Villain Academia and then it went to Endeavor Agency arc, I feel like a lot of people would not have watched the last half of the season because I love the Endeavor Agency arc, but it's like. After like the like for at the end of a season, it's just a different format. So I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like they made the right decision um, there with that. Even if, if you're, it's, it's different um, from the manga. I know it's like contested because like that's been like people have been arguing about that. And fan- I don't necessarily ha- think it has to do with the movie necessarily because the other movies take place like out like when they came out, they weren't in order of like the timeline in oh, which the movie yeah. was supposed to take place either. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, I know, like, people fight about it in the, anime, the fandom, but I don't know. I think it was a fine decision, in my opinion. Uh, so I got I got a couple of questions. Uh, one should be easier than, than the other, but the other one might be easy, too. Uh, so the first question is, who has your favorite power set? And the second question is, what was your... Um, for lack of a better phrase, your come to Jesus moment with the show where you're just like, I am in, I am with you to the end of the line. 
So like in terms of you know like Naruto, it's Lee dropping his weights in, in the in the tournament. So yeah. What what was that moment for you? And if y'all um, if y'all need a moment, I can say mine. My 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 favorite like since the beginning was Eraserhead because I'm a fan of equalizers. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of people who just level the playing field. Um, but of course, in season five, you know you learn a lot more about Deku's quirk. And that moment during the uh, the battle the battle exams or something or the battle things I forget what they called them where he started to learn that he's gonna have so many more quirks to have to master and it's all about like the previous masters of, of um, one for all I was like that 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 that's an amazing quirk right there like mm-hmm. I don't know what other quirks he has in store from the other from the previous um, holders of that mantle. So it's an interesting thing to kind of go in, like not knowing and still knowing that like anything is possible at this point, like his mixture or combination of quirks that he's going to have and how he's going to utilize it is incredible. Just the way he's utilizing the first one that got revealed to him. was awesome. I can, I can do mine. If you don't yep. mind, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna go. I liked, uh, I liked Ochako versus Bakugo. Thought that was a very, very good fight. I thought the, I thought it definitely was. Um, you don't, you don't usually see, you don't usually see. Like honestly, you don't see a lot of female characters do a ton in shonen. And the fact is that like she actually, you know, it, it was nice to see that she tried really, really hard to be Bakugo. And like Midoriya was trying to give her advice and she was almost like offended. And I like the end too where like she's like, okay, I lost. And then she goes and calls her parents and like cries. I thought that was very like relatable to like anyone who's ever been like, I don't know, if you were like an athlete or if you did like performing arts and you did something where you screwed up. I thought that, um, I don't know, I thought that moment, I thought that fight in that moment afterwards was very touching. And it was, it wasn't something that you would see in. I think a ton of shows. So I think it yeah. was uh, probably that one. Same for me. That was that was the fight that like the whole school festival tournament like exam. Like that is one of my favorite tournament arcs of all time. And that fight was a game changer for me because like I really like her power set. I think it's very unique. I'm kind in fact one of the things I'm kind of disappointed with the series with is like I, I feel like after that they just kind of drop her. Like I'm like Come on, man! Like, come on! Like, give her. Some she'll stuff be back. To Don't do. worry. Yeah. Don't okay, worry. She'll be back. Okay. She got, she got some left. Well, it's like, okay, good because well, I her, was like, sorry. I, I know you're fine. I was just like, because I was like, she kind of like go, just sort of steps in the back, and I was like, no, 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 no. Your power set is so cool and unique. Like, I, I'm really, I love, like, care. I like, I like her power set because it's like there's a passivity to it. You know, it's very feminine. You know, and the fact that she really brought it up against Bakugo, which is so, so aggressive and really pushed it. I was like, that was my toll. I was like, holy fucking, this fight's amazing. Like, this is so good. Definitely one of my favorite fights, like, ever in this, sh- probably my favorite fight in the show. Um, as for power sets, I mean, it's like, I feel like it's a basic choice, but I mean, Todoroki's just so cool. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> come on, like, like, what a cool power set. Like, oh, he's awesome. That's, that's for me, totally. Going off of uh, Chris's mention of Ochako, she's my favorite, not because of her power set. She's my favorite because of GMA. And the moment, the moment she's fighting Himiko and she does gun, uh, Gunhead for the first time and takes her down, I was like, 
yo, this girl. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna be something. Yeah. Ochako would have my favorite power set, but it goes to Yayorozu because just the, the ability to create anything as long as she understands it is just such a cool concept to me. Knowledge is power. Granted, the way she has to create everything I'm not wild about, but, you know, <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, these kids are in high school. But um, I, I still love her power set. And, and for me, the moment was like, I was never not going to finish this show. But the the moment that like one of my favorite moments of the show is all my versus all for one. But specifically when, you know, like the villains are trying to escape with Bakugo and all might's like trying to, you know, get to him. He's like, young Bakugo, I'm coming. And all for one says, no, because I am here. And I was like, that's it. (laughs) Chill. I'm done. Chill. Just like episode 19 of Demon Slayer, I rewatch United States of Smash constantly was, yeah 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 that was that was good yeah i feel like my moment was also during the sports festival art but it was um when like everyone's running in the minefield and deku just has this door and he's just digging and everyone's looking at him like what are you doing and i was even like bro what are you doing and then the moment i realized what he was doing i was like oh my god and then we just like Flies over Bakugo and Todoroki, and they and the look on Todoroki and Bakugo's face—they're like, "Oh my god!" And like that moment, I was like, "You have me," because like everyone's like, "Deku's this crybaby," and I'm like, "This is a little psycho," and I love him, yeah. <laughs> like, because what, like, like he's like, "I'm gonna hit a landmine and fly myself across this field," and like the whole sports festival are just like the level of creativity that like. Deku had throughout that whole thing like I, I just I, that's when I was like this is I love this show I love Deku I love everything about this show like this one this sports best bar group is one that was just like I love this show so much yeah you yeah, have to I be a you have to be a psycho to be to be willing to like give up your limbs each time to mm-hmm. like do single digit damage to people yeah. yeah, and that look that he gives Todoroki over his shoulder, because Deku's usually calm, but, like, that look he gives Todoroki, like, he's pissed, right? Because he's like, no, you are going to give me your all. Like, mm-hmm. and he, Todoroki wouldn't even give Bakugo's all, but, like, Deku's like, no, you're going to, like, respect me here on the stage. I'm going to think about your, like, trauma or whatever the fuck. No, like, you're going to you're gonna fight me. Like, th- don't give me that weak-ass shit. Yeah. I'm like, I love you so much. And, like, I love that scene because, like, lots of people like, oh, Deku's, like, the UA therapist because it is, like, a therapeutic moment for, like, mm-hmm. Todoroki, but, like, Deku was also like giving him the works during that whole time, like, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just love it. I, I just love that whole arc. It's great. I, it's I was so a little good. worried during that moment where he's just like, "No, give me your all." It's like, "Hold on, Deku, your Vegeta is showing." Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, like what people focus on, especially early on, they're like, "Oh, he's such a crybaby. Oh, he's such a crybaby." And I'm just like, "He's got to develop." But I was like, even for even withstanding that, like, what makes Deku special besides his heart and his, his love for people is his brain. The fact that you know he has analyzed all these different heroes, all these different fear, villains. He's got a little set. notebook of everyone in the class. He's yeah. very emotionally intelligent. Oh, there there's a notebook. Mm-hmm. And and just to be able to do that, and I was just like, all right, yeah, you're, you're giving batman superman's powers have fun everybody else 
<laughs> I will say one also, thing. Also, shout out to Red Riot. Red Riot is awesome. I love him oh, so much. Him, yeah, he is cool. Yeah. Him versus uh, the guy in Class 1B who's just like still. They, anytime they're on screen, especially together, it's going to be a good time. It's they're holding yeah. I will say one thing, too, that I appreciate, you know, most shonen shows, the characters are teenagers, but I feel like with My Hero, they're, I feel like they're authentically more teenagers than you get in a lot of anime shows. Like, in a lot of anime shows, they're teenagers, but they act like they're 30. They don't, yeah. you know, really remind you of, like, kids at all, but in My Hero... They all have like you know they have that like childlike innocence to them, and they're but they're still smart in a way like a teenager would be. Like teenagers can be intelligent and clever, but at the same time you can still you can still like tell their their children and just like the way I mean like when Bakugo I think did, did he what was his name for himself like Explosion Murder Death God or something like that like <laughs> just like that's just yeah, something he had dumb, such a great like, improvement. <laughs> So I, uh, yeah. I I appreciated that about the show, for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. not good at naming things. Yeah. Um, no, he's excellent. Don't disrespect his hero name. Not in my presence. But I'm also, I'm also a huge fan of um, humans. We're not great at naming anything. Yeah, yeah. We're not, yeah. we're not a good, we're not a creative species in that regard. We're not. Um, um, yeah. Well, at least, you know, in, in, in English. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think one moment where you also realized uh, what well, I realized, like these are a bunch of kids, is like also during the sports festival when Todoroki pulls Deku to the side, and then he's like, I think you think he's about to like say like Deku's secret, but then he's like, you're all my secret love child. Cause like this, cause like I was like, what? <laughs> like, cause I'm like, oh no, how did he figure it out? But then he realized, I'm like, there's no way that he would ever figure this out. And like, of course, this like a logical kid conclusion to come to that, like, you know, like given this information that he has. And like, I think at that moment, like, I think Todoroki's like this really cool, level-headed kid. But then no, in this moment, you realize no, he's just a kid. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. just a kid. Like he's not as cool as like we're. He's clueless. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And I really love that about the show. Um, and I think we can't escape talking about my hero without talking about everyone's favorite character, Mineta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bye, King. Let's go. That was <laughs> Goodbye, so King. hilarious. Let's go. <laughs> Pop off, Mineta. I was like, I was like reading this, and I was like, what? Excuse me. <laughs> Well, it's like, it was just, it was funny because, like, the My Hero fandom has, I mean, from what I can see, like, a pretty significant, like, LGBT following. So, and all, out of all the characters that you would think would be like, okay, like, Mineta, I guess. You know, it was just, yeah. We were distraught. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely broken. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but, like, I think what makes it worse is because it makes sense and it pisses me off that it makes sense one of the first things Mineta says in the manga is he calls shoji hot it's one of the first thing Mineta says in the manga like and you're like how did i miss this (laughs) like it's there the whole time (laughs) yeah i i was thinking a lot about actually recently was thinking a lot about like the character like the character type um the trope of the lech right like the Mm. perv right okay da 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 and because we were because we were watching DBZ and you got like Master Roshi, who's just being a pervert, blah, 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 blah. And I kind of looked at Eric and I was like, you know, at this point in society, I feel like we have told I like 
I feel like we've outgrown the, the trope of like the mentor is also a pervert. Like it's yeah. just like a trope that I'm kind of done with now. I mean, you can still like, you can have, you know, like a, someone who's flirty or like, like or Sanji like from is one piece or Jiraiya yeah. from Naruto. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind they of like, you know, or so, yeah, or someone who has like a crush on someone or you know, like, like that's totally fine. But like an outright pervert, it's just something that I'm like, anytime I see like, like, and, and it's not just the mentor characters. It's just like, if that's like a character's like, like, you know, gimmick in general, I'm like, really? In the, in the year of our Lord 2021, like, we're, we're still doing this? Like, uh, all right. Like, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's just kind of something that I'm just done with yeah. at this point. One thing I do appreciate about Horikoshi, though, is that he acknowledges in his writing, like, in, like, the little manga, like, notes, things, he's like, I thought characters like this were funny, but apparently, due to feedback that I'm hearing, you guys don't. Yeah. And you could see with the way, at least in at least recent chapters, and the way Manette is being written, you could see that he has taken that into consideration, in my opinion. Oh. He has taken that partially in consideration that, like, people don't find that funny even though he originally started off with like oh i think characters like this are hilarious now mm. he's like obviously my readership does not agree with me and i think i appreciate that about um his as him as a writer the the latest chapter there are just like two panels where i'm like these are the best Veneta moments of all time <laughs> and then there's a third one that sort of starts it off where i sent it to b and i was just like what's what happening the hell in is picture? wrong with you <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> uh, and I don't think it's a moment that would ever make it in, into the anime just because censorship. It doesn't show anything bad, but it's just like, you know, tossing someone into a bath like yeah. because they need a bath. But it's like they're not going to show it because need what a bath. they show. Desperately, <laughs> desperately needed a bath. Probably like I, I think it'll months. make it. You think so? I think it will. Yeah, but it was just like it, it's one of those things where you know how people tell you don't freeze frame an anime like during any action sequence. It it's was like that, but those. in a manga. Yeah. <laughs> and you You're just like, how did this panel face. get in here? Like, wait, do I have? Hold on, I'm gonna try and. It's trying to pull it up right now. Yeah, I, I have it saved, so I'm gonna like try to just like zoom in on his face. Oh my gosh, it was great. <laughs> just, uh, I'm just like, dog. What's wrong with you? What's going on? <laughs> At least his eyes are closed. He's trying to respect uh, his privacy. Person. That'll make it. Sure. Uh, so that makes that um, makes a difference. But yeah. Um. So yeah. No. I, I I can't recommend My Hero Academia enough. I remember I only started watching it, well, reading it, then watching it because my niece wanted to watch it and she was. Well, at the time, and so anytime my niece wants to watch something, I have to watch it. My my brother tells me like, "Oh yeah, you're, you're an anime. You watch it." And mm-hmm. so then I was just like, "Oh, well, this is mine now. Yeah, she can watch it." And my brother was like, "Why?" I was like, "All right, think about X Men, except you know, mutants are the majority of the population, and there's less discrimination." Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now now we're gonna talk about the the newest anime craze sweeping the lands and well, well, not up. not not everybody yeah. loves. Well, you know, not everybody. Some fans don't love it, from what I've read. <laughs> oh, that's why I said craze sweeping the land because 
It's not all good craze. No, it's uh, not. Because it's stirring up trouble. But that's anytime anything new Star Wars is released, it Fix your fandom, stirs Chris. up trouble. It's not mine. Fix your fandom. Uh, we, we're trying. We are trying our hardest. Star Wars Ooh. fandom's upset about something? No. No, no, no. This no, surely like not. That. This is why I like the High Republic section of the fandom. Listen, the fact, that, the fact that, that I know like you it. three is evidence enough that things are changing. Yeah. I, didn't, I knew no one else that liked the sequels or that were, you know, positive and civil discourse people. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know I knew people that like the sequels, but it's also like very surface level. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, but what about this moment? They're like, wait, what? And I was like, I like yeah. the sequels care. I like the sequel duology. Um, obviously, I've, we've been over this before, <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't know. Like, I feel like the main discourse around vision specifically is just people are like Japanese culture doesn't belong in Star Wars, and then it's just nonsensical, which is okay. not an argument I wish to engage with because it just doesn't make any fucking sense. And these people at this point don't care about logic because if they, no. and, and they care, clearly don't care about the series because if they cared about the series at all, they would know about the inspiration for the media and they would see it obviously, but they don't care. And therefore, I don't see in the point of engaging in like reasonable discourse. We're we're honestly just no. preaching to the choir at this point. We're like, this is guys. What are not hard? And they they don't care because if they did care, they would already know. Um, what, I, what I came to realize in 2014, after the first trailer for the Force Awakens came out, and all these people got mad about Finn being a stormtrooper, and that all stormtroopers were white, is that. Okay, so this is just a white power fantasy to you. Because I don't know why you would want the fascist organization foot soldiers to only be white. That makes no sense. Like, if anything, you would want to represent, like, the whole of humanity. Because we know Palpatine was a, a racist in terms of, I like humans. Well, I don't really like anyone. But I really don't like aliens. Um, you, you would think it, it would be that. but They're just yeah. telling on themselves at this point. They really are. Um, but yeah, the, so. the discourse like conveniently and coincidentally lined up with the video that I re that I released before Visions, which was basically saying the people who unreasonably hate engage in negative discourse around Star Wars and gatekeep and call people casual fans are typically the ones that know the least yep. about about Star Wars. And then this happened. I was like, "Hey, truth, you know, it just yeah. likes to come out." Mm -hmm. Yeah, because for those that don't know, uh, George Lucas borrowed and was inspired heavily by uh, samurai, various Japanese elements, um, Akira Kurosawa, um, and and like you you can see it, it it's prevalent, and not even just Japanese culture. There's also <clears throat> you know other cultures around the world like uh, Padme Amidala's. Um, I think the Phantom Menace. Uh, outfit is inspired by Mongolian culture. Mm -hmm. um, so there, there's a lot of heavy influences and inspirations from a variety of cultures, but a lot I mean, says, from Japan. He, he says and, in the making of, uh, you know, in the original trilogy that the original lightsaber combat was based on Kendo. And right. Vader's helmet is a Kabuto, which, you know, of course, it looks like that if you... <laughs> If you uh, are familiar with Japanese uh, culture in any way, shape, or form, or just samurai, yeah, just the so pop culture cool. samurai, you know that their helmets are like, hey, that looks like Vader's helmet. Just a little bit. No mm -hmm. horns. 
So yeah, yeah, so for them to say that Japanese influence doesn't belong in Star Wars is utterly asinine. It is. Um, but yeah, so what Visions is, for those that don't know, is that so Lucasfilm went to nine different uh, studios in Japan and said, essentially, give us your vision of Star Wars and tell a, you know, a unique story. Um, so these are all shorts, I think, ranging from like 12 minutes to 22 minutes, I think is the longest one. And uh, so nine different ones, and they each tell a different and unique story and showcase what Star Wars means to these these animators, these writers, what it means to them, which is honestly a beautiful thing. Um, because, you know, that's what, you know, generally like the writers do when they're taking it with like a different story and everything like that. But these are, you know, like truly like these are their visions. These are their characters set in the world. Like, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible. So, so there, there are nine different ones. So we, we can talk about uh, uh, many of them, but I want to know what everybody's favorite is. I want to start with Chris because you are the less versed in Star Wars. Thank, thanks for calling me out, Chris. I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, you've said it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. No, so, I definitely yeah. have. I definitely have. I'm just um, rereading the transcript. Um, I'm trying to think of my favorite one. I mean, I definitely like the duel. I feel like that was probably the most basic. Like, oh, this is so cool. This is so badass. But, um, what was the name of the one? Wait, what was was it the Elder? The one where they fought the old man? I like that yeah. one. That was cool. Yeah, I, I'd probably go with the Elder, I would say. I just, you know, I like my action. And he was creepy. It was a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, anybody else who wants to jump in with their favorite? Uh, Lop and Ocho. Yeah, because it was the most like anime and it was the most like Star Wars. Because, as I keep saying, fam- found family is a prevalent theme in all of anime, but is so in Star Wars as well. So I just loved that. Like the main crux of that episode was, uh, um, her or Lop inheriting the family sword, and like the the blood daughter was like, "You don't deserve that," and then the father was like. I failed you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It was such a it was such a powerful message to send, especially amidst all the people who want to deny the fine family aspect with Ray. And uh, you know, when I first saw the the trailer for Lopinocho, I was like, uh, "This guy's a douche. This guy looks <laughs> like a douche." You know, he's got the scar <laughs> scar for it, but like, he he's he's good dad. He's good mm-hmm. dad material for sure. So. Yes, we we love Ray Skywalker over here. Mm-hmm. For me, so well, number one, I I well, okay, well, I'll start with my favorite. Honestly, I think my favorite is Tatooine Rhapsody. That one was the dark horse. That thing snuck up on me, um, <laughs> like because we started, and I'm like, oh, cute, okay, they're a band, like, okay, cute, and. It's one of the only episodes that does not feature a lightsaber ignited, which I think is very interesting, was very ballsy for the studio that did it. Because I just like, I'm such a sucker for like stories that just go away that you don't think, man. Like, cause like he, cause uh, you know, the I, and I don't, I don't know what his name is. You know, he's trying to save his buddy and he goes out to ignite. Well, it opens of course. And he's terrified during, you know, order 66. He's so scared. You know, he's his Padawan. He's terrified. And then he goes out to save his buddy and he tries to ignite his saber and it won't light, you know? And, and then at the end he's like, Oh, it's just my microphone. And you think, 
oh, he's going to light his lightsaber and he's going to save him. And it's like, nope. <laughs> no, he's just like, hey, Jabba, hire us. I'm like, what? Like, he's like, hey, wait, he just want. it's just like, it's such a, I remember when you guys were talking about it on diet, I, I commented, I was like, it just like, is this exemplary example of like, not everybody wants to be a Jedi. Like, not everybody wants to be a force user. Like, everyone has different dreams and different passions and finds their way, their own way. And that like, it got me like really emotional, like weirdly, like it really kind of sort of triggered something in me. I got really emotional watching it. He would, he just wanted to play music with his friends. And also that fucking song is a bop. Holy shit. Like the Japanese version, I've been running the past couple of months and like, it's about, I do about 50 minutes and I run that song. The Japanese version was just on repeat. It's two minutes. I think I listened to it 500 times. That chorus kicks in and I'm bolting like uphill. Like I could climb a mountain to that song. Like my husband got his dinner and he's like, and he drove past me on the way home. He's like, yeah, I saw you. You were right. He's like, were you being chased by a murderer? And I was like, no, I just, <laughs> you, you just like, I'm telling you, it just pumps you up. I love Tatooine Rhapsody. I think that one was my favorite. It slaps. Mm-hmm. I started that one in Japanese, and then um, then Boba Fett walked in and was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! No, this has to be tomorrow morning." <laughs> oh, funny! I I did I did all of them in Japanese. I did I did do all of them in Japanese. And I then I both. saw Bib, Bib Fortuna, and then I vomited. <laughs> oh, I thought he looked so cute. Oh, uh, relax, relax. Everybody looks so cute in it. Even Jabba was cute. And his little tail starts bumping to the music. I was like, ah. <laughs> Uh, B, what was your favorite one? I have only been able to watch the first one. Um, so that's all I have. Solid one, that. though. There's a solid yeah. one. It's what everyone uh, talked about. Yeah, when when Homegirl pulled up, though, I literally guessed. I was like... <laughs> like New cosplay? And I was like, calm down. This is a 15-minute skit. Don't get obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> too um, late. Yeah, too late. But yeah, I'm excited to watch the rest of them because they just look so cool. Like just seeing people like screenshots from like Twitter and stuff like that, they all seem it seems like really dope. And I I really do love like how it highlights different styles of like like anime because anime is just animation. Like it's literally just I know like we think of anime as like a separate genre, but it literally is just animation. But like just like I don't know, I thought it's such a cool project. So I'm excited to see the rest of them. But the first episode was so dope. I really love how it looked like it looked like a mix between like a manga and like an old like samurai film like mm-hmm. crossover. But then it like when I was watching it, I realized it had like those little accents of light throughout. And I was like, oh wait, there's like it's not just black and white. There's a little color. Like that's so cool. And I yeah, just I think it was really dope. So I'm really excited to see what else. It was a really strong start because I was doing the thing where like I watched it in Japanese and I watched it in English. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean the that's Roman. the whole point of visions, right? Yeah. I mean, like, w- whenever someone says, "I don't know about visions because I'm not into anime," I always, be- I always tell them, like, a- anime is not like one single thing. Um, so watch visions because there's like nine different animation styles, nine different styles of storytelling. Um, at least one of them is going to catch you, mm-hmm. you know. So you can- like, I-, I don't understand people who who say they're not into anime it's like you just haven't seen the one that you like because yeah it's not all one thing mm-hmm. yeah i think it's because people so associate anime with like shonen um 
trying to explain to like people them like yeah that's not all anime is like anime has there's literally a genre for everything yeah um I think that's where like Japanese animation is like stronger than American animation because like I feel like with American animation like adult animation is like I would say it's ugly um and <laughs> like I'm I in my opinion like for the most part like mainstream mean, yeah, animation Bob's like Burgers Big Mouth stuff like that yeah like Sensor why do they look guy, like yeah. that yeah and then like they hardly ever deal with like serious like material in the same like sincerity that anime often can and does it's often like if there is serious things to get like bojack horseman like they're dealing with like addiction and like you know trauma but he's a horse like yeah. like and you're like okay i mean give, I give me a hero's journey like give me a hero's journey come on you know yeah and so it's just like i think that's where like i think with the attraction of anime is because like animation is beautiful and there's ways that you can tell like stories with within animation that you can't do with live action and i re- think anime really taps into that in where in ways that american animation does not um i think that's why we love like pixar movies because they do that but they're still intended for children um and anime like you know you know it has more room to do things so like i feel like visions is probably like an excellent way to like a gateway drug into anime because it's like a little appetizer dish you know oh, what's this yeah. yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like anime could be described as just TV shows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're on yeah. on TV, you have your kids shows and then your your adult shows, you have your novellas and you have your dramas and sitcoms and comedies. Mm-hmm. Anime is like that too. You have your kids yeah. animes, and then you have your adult animes, and then you have your really adult animes, and then you have uh, you know movies like. They, they encompass a lot and they're just all animated. That's all. Yeah. 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 All yeah. Try to explain that to people. I'm like, it's not like. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I definitely say. Negatives. That, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. I was definitely going to say that I think that. I think some people that version the anime, honestly, I think there's quite a bit of xenophobia there. Only because, I mean, mm-hmm. I even remember in college where I had roommates that weren't into it at all. And they'd always crack jokes and be like, dude, you watch that hentai stuff? You know, so that idea <sighs> that like, oh, these, you know, these weird perverted cartoons, like that's in a lot of people's brains. Because they don't mm-hmm. really, they don't really know what anime, a lot of, if, if they weren't exposed to it at all, they have no idea what it is, you know? So I would... That that's kind of my opinion. Yeah. There's such yeah. a negative stereotype when it comes to really animated features. You know, besides like if you grew up with, you know, Disney movies and you still watch them as an adult, you know, like there are a lot of adults that say like, Oh, animation is for kids and that can also apply to anime, but like Chris was saying, you know, they'll uh, associate anime with like hentai or something to that effect and so they're just like, Oh, that's all of it. It's like, no, nothing is ever all just one thing when it comes to media like there there are levels there you know like people you forget people are making this and not every creator is the same and that's also what i think vision showcases you know briefly because you had these teams come together and show you what star wars means to them and they all tell different stories even if they are surrounding a theme of like family or finding your place it all hits these themes differently Um, like my favorite one is the ninth Jedi Um, but I love I call him Toby one just like I know Peppy call him Toby one Uh, Toby one is my son Um, but I also love the duel and 
the elder the elder i feel like it said in the high republic no one can tell me otherwise mm-hmm. um, <laughs> village but, bride too not a, yeah, it's not a bad one in too. the bunch like mm-hmm. all of them were great and i need it felt like want, f was a way seeker mm-hmm. the one i want to rewatch the most is the village bride like i feel like i need to watch that like two or three more times just to like really just like really just capture everything that's in there um but each one you're going to get something different out of. And like, I thought that tattooing Rhapsody was just going to be like, oh, that's it's going to be a little, you know, like it's going to be a quirky one. It's going to be fine. And then I'm just like, yeah, OK. All right. I'm about it. Um, and the, the voice casting in both Japanese and English. Phenomenal. I mean, Jap- Japanese saves ne- like rarely, if ever, miss. Yeah, that's true. And it was such a nice surprise to have, um, in- like, because I watched, I watched the episodes that I felt like fit English in English, and the ones in clearly Japanese, like cultural settings in Japanese. And so it was, it was, it was a pleasant surprise to actually enjoy some of some of the dubs, because I typically I- do uh, sub. And I think I've realized why that is after seeing this discourse regarding the Mario movie is that, you know, when um, it comes to like bigger name things, studios don't cast voice actors to do the main roles. They cast big name actors and bring them over. And for some people, they've been doing voice acting for like 20, 30 years, but they also do, you know, uh, acting in movies and, and, and live action things. So they they know how to do it. Like Keith David, for instance, you know, the earliest mention Mm -hmm. I can think of for him is Gargoyle. Right. Legend. Uh, Yeah. So like casting him in something is different than casting Chris Pratt, who, you know, besides like the Lego movie is not very well versed in, (laughs) you know, voice acting. So um, I think that's what happens, you know, like in Visions, even though I love like the English voice acting, you know, you had... Joseph Gordon-Levitt voiced Jay in Tatooine Rhapsody, or Neil Patrick Harris, who voiced, uh, I don't know, I can't remember how to say his name, Kare or Kare, uh, in The Twins, um, which, yeah. especially when it's like Neil Patrick Harris, like, I forever will associate Neil Patrick Harris with Barney Stinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like... I have to rewatch right. that then. I didn't, like, know, uh, I didn't know Neil Patrick Harris was the voice of Kare. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm I think like, it's frustrating. Barney is fighting his twin sister. <laughs> I think it's frustrating as like an, if you're in anime or like video games, like we're familiar with voice actors. Like we'll hear a voice, but like, I know that voice. Mm-hmm. And so we like voice actors. We go see them at conventions, even though like someone else would be like, that's just a guy. Like we walk up to a kid and like, hey, this person voices this character. The kid would be like, I don't recognize this person. But like we know, cause we recognize the voice. And so, like, when they're trying to, like, might get marketable, they think, like, it bothers me so much because they're, like, ugh. Like, so, to watching, like, animated movies and then, like, lackluster voice acting from some person who just is getting a check. And you're just, like, I understand the why you felt the need to, like, well, like, if you're a Disney franchise, we're going to go watch it even if, like, you don't have, a, like, a name attached to it. Or, you know? like, worse, they get a, <laughs> worse than an actual actor, they get a singer to be a voice actor. Yeah. So. Or, or it, like vice versa. So, because I always bring this up when regarding Les Miserables, like the movie they did a, a few years back, and it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, 
you cause you you casted Russell Crowe as Javier, even though Russell Crowe cannot sing. When Gerard Butler is there, who can actually like sing a little bit and did Phantom of the Opera, but no one who was going to see Les Mis or no one that was on the fence about going to see Les Mis is going to be convinced because Russell Crowe is going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Russell Crowe is an like, I'm not going to go watch this now. What is Russell Crowe doing as Javert? That makes no sense. Like. like Russell Crowe as Jor-El Menesteel. Huh, interesting. I, I, you yeah. know, let, let me see what that's about. We would like to see that. Would we like to see that, Jack? We would love to see that. <laughs> but, um, you know, like Russell Crowe in a, a a musical? No, no thank you. Well, it's, then, it's what's what's so funny about all of that is like, and this is not a detriment to him at all. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you all know this, but like that all started with Robin Williams when he was cast in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that kick-started off all of that big name hiring big names to do these voices now it, which is unfair in of itself because robin williams was a voice actor as well and did it and actually committed and did an amazing job at that so like that's where it actually all started Lindsay ellis has a great video about that on her youtube channel mm-hmm. but i mean but like but when like bringing it a little bringing back to legends because there's a or legends <laughs> um there's a couple of things like because i haven't made any tiktoks about this because i just wanted to talk about it here first mm-hmm. like so there, a couple of things that just like just like i love number one the ronin from the duel is who i want to be in the star wars universe that's who mm-hmm. i want to be that's me. Like he takes out that red blade, and I was like, "There's motherfucker, holy fucking shit!" <laughs> I was like, "Yes." And they're like, "You're Sith." He's like, "No, motherfucker, I'm not Sith, asshole." But I'll take your crystal. I'm like, "This is everything." And he's just like, "Oh god, I just I was so obsessed with that." The other thing that I noticed and that I am obsessed with is that so the twins, right? Studio Trigger everything i expected from studio trigger i everything i expected but like my favorite detail is because i watched it again because i showed eric i was like oh you gotta watch the twins like we gotta watch the twins together is that when the episode starts you get this like this like shadow of a star destroyer and you think you're looking at the whole star destroyer Mm -hmm. you think oh i'm looking at the profile of a star destroyer ah yes Star Wars, many Star Wars things start with, start with this. And then the light hits it. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You're not looking at a Star Destroyer. You're looking at one fiftieth of a Star Destroyer. And actually, that's the profile from the side. And it's just the side of it. And actually, it's two giant Star Destroyers. And they're connected. And it's even bigger. Like, And that in of itself is Studio Trigger telling you, the audience, like, oh, get ready. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you think it's going to be... A duel? Oh no 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 no! Like that little piece of foreshadowing, foreshadowing, was incredible to me. I was like, I was like, that's genius. I love the studio knows exactly what it's doing. That was one of my favorite little tidbits. Um, and to Element's point, like Lop and Ocho, I definitely. Oops, sorry, I'm I'm at ten percent. Lop and Ocho. Um, uh. I definitely think had the best animation. I think it mm-hmm. like the animation for that for that short was incredible. Absolutely loved it. Um, and and yeah, like and the ninth Jedi was a was a, was a ride. That was um, that was a really really cool. Uh, the twist, the little twist at the end. <laughs> I was watching it on my lunch at my job. I'm sitting in my cubicle and I and it's quiet 
and that little twist happened, and I went, <gasps> like, I gasped at my desk. Like, my coworkers were like, what? And I was like, nothing, no one look at me. Like, I'm just watching my show, leave me alone. Um, and uh, and also, we have to acknowledge how it's, I mean, it's Japanese animation, right? So every single short had an adorable droid, because mm-hmm. it's, it's Japan. And they got to have the cute little droid sidekick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I loved the Straw Hat R2 unit. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Loved him. I also loved the the band's little little hype droid that like was waving its arms and dancing. Like I was like, <laughs> and all of Toby's little oh Toby just Toby oh won't, my god, won't. my god! <laughs> I thought the shtick was gonna be like I thought it was like T O B one, and I was like oh to B one. Like I was like oh to B one. Like he wants to be like special or something, and then he was like Toby, and I'm like I can't do this. I can't do it. <laughs> Um, uh, but going also back to the voice acting front, so some other actors that they brought in, David Harbour, uh, was the master and yeah. the elder. Jordan Fisher was the apprentice. Um, Henry Golding was, uh, in Akakiri. George Takei was in Akakiri. Simba Lu was in there. Yeah, he was uh, in the Ninth Jedi. He was yeah, uh, La Zima. Yeah, La So yeah, so they pull over. They pull in a, a good uh, cast, but they also do bring in some other people that do voice acting for other anime. Um, so yeah, I, I recommend Visions, even if you're not into anime. Even though if you're at this point and listening to the podcast and you're not into anime, kudos to you. But yeah, go watch. You made it uh, this Visions. long, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're just like, what the heck are these people talking about? They sound excited, though. <laughs> or at the very least, they started what, listening to this, and then as they started listening, they've been watching like my hero. <laughs> they I'm okay with it. that. We've done. No, our you jobs. can't be doing. You have to focus on my hero. Focus. You can't. You can't be double tasking. Come back here. Watch my <laughs> hero, then come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Finally caught that fly. <laughs> <laughs> Success. Um, but yeah, no. Um, uh, thank you, everyone, for being here. Yeah, thanks um, for hanging but, in here. We were this is a long one, Chris. I was looking yeah. at the time. I was like, Jesus. Okay. I thought we were gonna end before ten before we got uh, when we were just doing Attack on Titan. But then I was like, oh, we got to my hero, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, there we go. Well, um, <laughs> it's all good. But yeah. Uh, before we go, um, any any closing thoughts you have, and then let us know or let the people know where we can find you yeah. uh, on social any, media. Any and upcoming where you make projects content. or anything you want to shout out as well, feel free. Uh, uh, you can find me on TikTok, underscore element seven, underscore uh, YouTube channel, element seven. Diet in the Force uh, airs live every Saturday at 5 p.m. And uh, I mean, we just had like our visions party uh, this past saturday so mm-hmm. you can go check that out on the youtube channel uh but uh that's it for now i mean element 7x on twitter if you want to see my more rowdy side i think everybody's more rowdy side is on twitter <laughs> v or eggy um oh. b go ahead you go first oh all right um like i said uh you can find me at being underscore on tiktok and twitter but um uh i will say this 
do not show up to the party with your bad vibes because you will be blocked. Um, <laughs> it's a positive space. If you don't like something, scroll. I don't care that you don't like it. Scroll. I, I'm not looking for constructive criticism. I'm not looking for... <laughs> n- just scroll. I'm not here for it. Um, bye. Because <laughs> um, uh, I think that's one of the biggest problems with anime fandom. People have to have an opinion about everything. You don't. You don't. Right. I promise you, you don't. You can just be like, hmm, and scroll. Um, so if you can follow those rules, you're welcome. It's a great time. But if you can't, don't don't show up. Don't those show videos up. piss me off the most. When someone, <laughs> when when like a girl uh, is like dressing up as Ray and just enjoying the character, you don't have to comment on them. Oh, Ray is bad character or badly written. It's like, no, stop it. Yeah. Just let them enjoy her. Yeah. I I don't like this character, but like you're hot though. So <laughs> if I get another one of those comments, I'm burning everything to the ground. I get that in like oh Deku goodness. and like Toru and Ray, and I'm like, if you don't like these characters, why are you following me? Because I talk like. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, just, again, if you're gonna do that, just leave. Don't even bother. Just, if you're thinking about commenting that, just, like, stop, find Jesus or something, and, like, (laughs) I don't know, don't. Try (laughs) Jesus, not me. (laughs) Exactly, Uh, because I'm not the one. (laughs) Also, on on B's behalf, uh, as I'm working as the Hitch, if you're a Bakugo cosplayer and you're listening to this... Yeah. Those are some of my favorite videos for me. <laughs> oh yeah, just to to clue, I am I cosplay Deku, the cosplay against the most, and I have a series currently going on where I'm seeking a Bakugo cosplayer to date me. Um, we have varying success. We have a I've, lot of minors who are into me. I'm not into them. Uh, well, um, right. I've sent you like four viable options. Yeah, more. Yeah, you know. Adult human wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just you know, like you know, TikTok works hard, but I work harder. You know, Chris loves love. Yeah, thanks, Hitch. I appreciate all the (laughs) videos and cosplayers you keep sending me. Just adding to my Bakugo cosplayer list that I follow. (laughs) (laughs) And last Um, but certainly not least. Thank you. Uh, that, well, you can find me, Miss Eggy, uh, Miss Eggy Twenty Eight on Twitter, Miss Eggy on TikTok. I just, I, I've officially branched. Like, it's I love Star Wars, but I'm officially like I don't even care about views or follows. Honestly, <laughs> truly, like I'm just like I just want to make what makes me happy, what makes my friends laugh. Um, and so, and right now, it's just it's a lot of anime content, which has been really fun. Um, Chris, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you uh chris a pleasure as always pep i mean always a pleasure to see you sir and b i just oh god i'm just so happy to have met you finally officially yeah Listen, us Raylos that love finn need to stick together mm-hmm. like driftwood in a storm okay like i'm telling you they don't want to see us together because like they always trying to make us like i'm like i'll make a video about like ben and they're like they're like, yeah, fuck Finn. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Not the energy I'm here for. Like, yes, yeah, same. They like, always like want to bring up some shit. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Like, as soon as I found out you loved Finn and you were a railer, I was like, ha, ha, ha. Someone else exists who loves all of this. Like, so, yes, yes, yes. That was halfway Mickey Mouse left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There, there's a reason why in, in the, the first part of my Jedi Finn arc, it, it in Finn's Jedi training, it deals with 
been. There's a reason for that. There are parallels. Star Wars is poetry. It rhymes. I, I stand by this in my head canon. Like, we're like Finn and Poe are together and Ben and Ray are together. Finn and Ben are like best friends. Like, they're best best friends. And Poe and Ray like are like, it's like Poe po and Ray are like yelling at each other. They're like arguing. And like, Finn and Ben are just like cheersing and just like hanging out. Like, they'd be like best of friends, I'm telling you. Once they get over that past trauma and then those those they those needed to have a memories. fight. This is not related, but they needed to have a fight. Yeah. They needed to fight it out, and, and then yeah, end up on mutual respect. Yeah, like we were both wearing masks, hiding our truths. Oh yeah, action! <laughs> like yeah. Among us. anyway, <laughs> Disney hire me. Anyway, yeah, um, it's low key gonna yes. turn into a, a like a, a buddy cop type thing where Ben is able to communicate with Finn as he's going throughout the galaxy. It's just going to be like at different points. I hate you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe like Sam and Bucky. Like that kind yeah. of Make it an anime. Ooh. Yeah. Looping it back around to our imagine. Because I don't, I don't imagine any of them would come back uh, well, to the series. Uh, Daisy Ridley is a yes. John Boyega is a yes with yes. the condition. Uh, conditions of lots of zeros at the end of a check. (laughs) Well, he said he Um, he wants JJ attached. He wants Kathleen Kennedy attached. Um, He also wants Oscar to come back. But Oscar was like, "Yo, if I need a new house, (laughs) is he Moon? Is he Moon Knight? Yeah, he's Moon Knight now. That was an apology casting. If I ever saw one, that was Mm -hmm. sorry. (laughs) Same with Ryan, the Last Dragon. That's Um, why I'm waiting on John Boyega's apology casting. I'm feeling that John Boyega's energy, he was like, it's probably like a big F you, like, until, like, they're probably not offering him anything that's, like, substantial enough for him. He's just like, mm, no. <laughs> the apology Adam's on Broadway somewhere. Adam's like, I have a kid. I Okay. I'm in the, I can't wait to see I have a kid and a dog. I love yeah. my wife. I'm trying yeah, to get this yeah. Oscar. Can you give yeah. me an Oscar? And no? Okay, then. We can't, you can't do nothing for each other. I'll, I'll be in my seat for the last duel, absolutely. As soon as that movie comes out, I'm like, yes, 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 I want to see it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see it, even though if, if it holds historically true, I know how it ends, which kind of, I ruined that for myself. But Yeah, I'm not oh watching well. that. I know how that ends, so. Uh, oh, don't tell me, as I'm I don't. No, no, I absolutely won't, but I'm, I'm still going to see it. Also, like if it's good Ridley Scott, if it's good Ridley Scott, it's yeah. See, if it's movie. good Ridley Scott, see Chris, you and I are in the same wavelength. I'm like <laughs> yeah. Ridley Scott, I love him, but it's always like, eh, like yeah. Like when you did that Moses movie, I was like, oh, I'm so excited, and then it was terrible. And, well, then the casting came out. And White I was like, people, <laughs> like oh. I- I, you really? know, this reminds me of that one textbook with the uh, white guy in the Egyptian hat, and I was like, I've I seen some of my friends in the sun. Y'all don't do that well. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Why is Christian Bale in this movie? I don't, I don't know. But yeah, yeah I love so, how we stayed on topic until the very end. We almost made it. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. We once, had, go. we, we, we once had a, a, a podcast where, you know, we, we were talking, we talked about the topic, and then like the last hour hour and a half was just like group therapy, therapy. oh my yay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the we day. literally made a group chat after that with all the guests called group therapy oh my gosh that was a good time that's kind of sweet though during 2020 during the you know during the pandemic it was a good time during i mean it's not over of, but you know you yeah know during I mean. the throes of the george floyd protests sometimes you just oh need to come together and talk about things yeah, <laughs> yeah. But on that note. Yeah. All right, guys. Hope you all enjoyed the episode and um, we will see you all later.
Yeah, thank you for rocking with us for five years, and here's no more. Yep.